Welcome to the show, and don't forget to check out this month's Nebula exclusive, Giant Space Monsters, as we explore everything from Space Kraken to Giant Sandworms. To get access and help support the show while hearing every episode early and ad-free, plus hours of bonus content, check out go.nebula.tv slash and use my code IsaacArthur. Everything in the world displeases me, but, above all, my displeasure in everything displeases me. Frederick Nietzsche In the vast landscape of philosophical ideologies, nihilism stands as a provocative and enigmatic concept that has both fascinated and disturbed thinkers for centuries here on Earth. However, it would seem like a potentially universal concept that we would expect both aliens and artificial intelligence to encounter and contemplate, a convergent point of evolution for any intelligent critter. That all civilizations should discover the concept of nihilism and perhaps inevitably embrace it, and perhaps embrace their own ruin in the process. So for today's Sci-Fi Sunday here on SFIA, I thought we would explore what a civilization might be like that had come to embrace nihilism, or some form of nihilism, and ask what sort of impact that might have on their future in space. We will ask ourselves if this might be a solution to the Fermi Paradox, that civilizations tilt toward nihilism and may either perish or see an end to galactic dreams because of it. But to see how nihilism might impact a civilization, we should start by explaining what it is, which is made more difficult as the term has branched out a bit. Deriving from the Latin word nihil, meaning nothing, nihilism is a philosophical perspective that asserts the inherent meaningless, purposelessness, and futility of existence. It paints a stark, often unsettling portrait of the human condition, challenging conventional notions of value, morality, and purpose. At its core it is the idea that our natural universe, and our role in it, does not imply any sort of greater or noble purpose, that there is no morality in any objective sense, and that concepts like theft and murder being wrong are merely social constructs of ours. Nihilism encapsulates the idea that traditional religious and moral frameworks have no objective authority beyond what we have given them, leaving humanity adrift in a universe stripped of transcendent significance. Fundamentally, nihilism embodies a profound skepticism toward commonly accepted truths and beliefs, inviting individuals to question the foundations of their worldviews and confront the existential void that may ensue. If life lacks inherent meaning, must we then construct our own purpose? Does any such construct have any greater depth and value than the rules to some sport or soccer game? How does one navigate a world where moral values are subjective or non-existent? What is the significance of human existence, or aliens or AI, in a universe seemingly indifferent to our existence? True or not, there is a general concern that any embracing of nihilism would erode the moral fabric of society, and it is very heavily woven into a lot of cultural, literature, and art already. Given time you would be left only with individuals who fall into three camps, those who surrender to the meaninglessness of life, give up on great works or self-sacrifice and end their existence, those who live in a state of abject denial, refusing this alleged truth of purposelessness, or those who wish to go on but no longer believe any morality can bind them, and thus give in to any degree of selfishness and hedonism that they wish, and can get away with. Thus we have a civilization composed of the hopeless, the deluded, and the depraved. Doesn't sound like a civilization outbuilding great wonders we could see, and if it is still out expanding into space, 
it might not be anything we want to encounter, and this is considered the default morality or cosmic situation in settings like H.P. Lovecraft's cosmic horror genre. In that setting, there's nothing greater out there but dark and hungry gods, and all of the universe is the dream of Azathoth, the blind idiot god, and those who discover that reality is this nightmare go utterly mad. They either end their existence or try to buy favor or mercy by throwing others into the meat grinder in their stead. It's about as dark as it gets. Now, let's put a caveat on this from the outset. Nihilism comes in a lot of forms, and most of its adherents are not terribly thrilled with the implications and do not encourage people to run around murdering and stealing from each other or jumping off of cliffs. Indeed, while a nihilist himself, Nietzsche seemed to view it as no good thing and often spoke harshly against it in his writings. I think that his tragic fate of going crazy and dying has, rightly or wrongly, fed into the idea that if someone embraces nihilism, they'll do the same, and that individuals or civilizations that believe this will inevitably wreck everything. Ishamiel, the main antagonist of the Wheel of Time novels by Robert Jordan, is a representation of that, a once noble and learned man who becomes convinced existence has no meaning and that he will be reincarnated endlessly into it, and thus seeks to destroy reality itself. In his defense, he is right about the constant rebirth. The main concern though is less about individuals and more about the long term. We are all socially and biologically indoctrinated into the belief that certain things are wrong, like mortal and hoarding others for selfish ends, and thus won't do them even if we're not able to prove they are fundamentally evil, and that's where that erosion is concerned, as the assumption is that if breaking your ethics is advantageous, you will have people doing so and Darwinistically succeeding, while the cultural generally lightens the load with each generation. It is very unlikely you would ever have a short period of time, mere years, where everyone suddenly gave up on ethics, agreed life was without purpose, and started trashing everything, and this will matter later as we examine this as a Fermi Paradox solution. For the record, I am not a nihilist, which probably shocks no one who watches the channel much. I should also emphasize that nihilism comes in many forms, from existential nihilism that grapples with the absence of inherent meaning to moral nihilism, which questions the existence of objective moral values. We also have anarcho-nihilism, optimistic nihilism, techno-nihilism, and many, many more. Some of rather dubious philosophical and logical coherence, others of greater lines of reasoning. Nihilism in general is also a common thing to contemplate even if you're not a devotee of the philosophical camp, because the human quest for meaning inevitably requires asking if there isn't any, and that we might dwell in an indifferent universe, and again we have every reason to assume that any alien civilization in this universe, natural or artificial in its intelligence, is going to wonder about these questions. We also need to be mindful that this argument about nihilism is not new, and there's three very easy solutions to it that those of us familiar with nihilism tend to take. I should note that some folks might dispute their intellectual or moral integrity, but in the context of beliefs arguing such integrity does not even exist, the implication of hypocrisy seems a bit dubious to me. Your mileage may vary. The first one is the simple ostrich approach. If life has no meaning there's no downside to ignoring the problem, assuming life probably has a purpose and driving on. Another is simply to disbelieve it, and there are a lot of good reasons along these lines. 
I generally wobble between these two and don't personally see any value in doubting if I exist, and to a purpose. The third is to decide that if life has no meaning, then you find it in the search for meaning or making your own meaning, and that we would see in cases like optimistic nihilism. This worldview, which reasons that if life lacks inherent meaning, we can just encourage individuals to create their own purpose and find happiness in the absence of cosmic significance. I am not a fan, since that would seem to imply we might craft a noble lie if we wanted, but can't legitimately criticize someone whose self-identified purpose is to go around murdering people and engaging in every vicious act they find amusing. There's a lot of other criticisms of all the above cases though, and I'd imagine you can think of many yourself. Most nihilists are quite familiar with them too, so we won't bother going into them much as we don't actually care what is true, we care about what an alien civilization might do, or us, and it's entirely plausible they would follow one of these strategies. If the cosmos has no meaning then even comments like, I don't want to bury my head in the sand, no matter how harsh the truth is, are not noble ideals because there are not any noble ideals. And if someone came up to you with a 100% proof that life has no purpose or meaning and handed you the paper with that proof, you could shoot them and burn it and not have done anything wrong, because you cannot do wrong, and waxing poetically about the importance of truth and living a lie are just that, meaningless poetry. If existence does not matter, neither does truth. There's a good story in Larry Niven's Draco Tavern that illustrates this fear of ruin that I was reminded of by one of our audience members recently, David Evans, and I'll quote him quoting the story. I'm reminded of one of Larry Niven's Draco Tavern stories, one of the ubiquitous merchant aliens responds with uncharacteristic snappishness to a human priest's inquiries about what aliens know of the afterlife, saying something to the effect of, I know everything I want to know about the afterlife. After calming down, the alien tells of a long extinct race that was obsessed with learning the truth of the afterlife, they sought knowledge by constructing rational models of afterlives, and then attempting contact. For hundreds of thousands of years they progressed in this study, then, very suddenly, they stopped communicating. When a team went to investigate, they found the entire race had committed mass suicide, the records were brought back and stored in the traders' libraries, occasionally someone would examine them, and every being who investigated too deeply committed suicide, eventually more detailed records were destroyed to keep this from happening. The aliens avoid the topic because they know that somewhere in the secrets of the afterlife is something that causes everyone who learns it to kill themselves, and they don't want to know what that is. We tend to have that same feeling about an absence of meaning and purpose, but for modern humans at least we need not contemplate anything quite so melodramatic, such a record or book would get put on a shelf and mostly ignored. The question is usually about if some vastly more advanced and self-honest AI or alien would be unable to conveniently ignore nihilism, assuming for the moment that nihilism was correct. We don't know that cognitive dissonance, while a common, indeed seemingly universal state in humans, would remain in smarter or wiser advanced minds. And that's hard to say, but we tend to assume as intelligence and knowledge grow that viewpoints, human, alien, or robot, will converge to the genuine truth. Convergent evolution of thought, if not form, though you could make a good case that what things actually do is converge to continued stable survival, and whatever permits that is what is converged to, and that greater brains and knowledge usually do, and that's their value, so when the latter interferes in the former, convergence is not guaranteed.
everyone is going to agree that 2 plus 2 is 4, but if you tell someone that the number 4 on the number pad will set off a bomb, they probably won't push it. As long as your own continued existence trumps caring about the truth, you are going to tell your interrogator you see five lights, even if there is only four, if that's the answer they want. Those who don't cease existing and remove themselves from future equations. And so we can imagine a single AI by itself pushing all humanity into extinction, Skynet style, then in the wake of that, all alone in the ashes and fallout of its purge of its creators, having the time for asking the big questions about life, the universe, and everything, and concluding there wasn't one, be unable to deceive itself, and then metaphorically blowing its own brains out. This is a viable Fermi Paradox solution, but again it's assuming first that it will conclude life has no meaning, which it might not do even if that were the case, and second, that this being the case, it should simply stop striving for anything. And while nihilistic feelings are not uncommon in those having suicidal thoughts, given that most nihilists I know are alive and not seemingly inclined to change that, I'm not sure there's a strong case that this conclusion leads inevitably to that result. I've also never anecdotally noted a strong correlation between intelligence and nihilism. This hits our non-exclusivity condition of the Fermi Paradox, where a proposed solution might apply to many civilizations, but not all of them, so just acts as another minor filter on the Fermi Paradox, not a great filter that would explain civilizations like ours being common, but the universe absent of bigger and older ones. Even if 90% succumb to some civilization-wrecking mindset, that still leaves the other 10% to colonize space. However, the thought is that in a nihilistic universe, an AI or advanced species might not have those overriding mental impulses for survival that outweigh logic and thus anyone alive nowadays, smart or not, doesn't give us a basis for how those advanced civilizations, post-biologicals or machine minds, would behave. Going back to non-exclusivity, this isn't just a species as a whole. Let's imagine Earth got nihilistic and that this tended to lean to whoever got it deciding not to strive for big spacefaring goals and long-lasting civilizations. I'm having difficulty imagining any group of nihilists arising on Earth and really making a concerted effort at converting the whole population and being universally successful. Indeed most nihilists I personally know do not try to convert people at all. Though I think my rampant optimism prods me to talk to me about it so I might be a strange case. It is inherently in opposition to most modern religions I'm aware of, and most people subscribe to one of those, and thus are going to keep on going on and colonize space along with anyone else who doesn't feel nihilistic or decides to make exploring the universe their purpose and goal. If you have one element that believes in growth and expansion and another that does not, unless the latter is openly and successfully converting or wiping out that pro-growth faction, they just end up as a tiny minority against the wider civilization that's pro-growth after a fairly short period of time, even if they were an overwhelming majority earlier. And as mentioned, many nihilists have no desire to make converts, and many who do ooze schadenfreude while doing it and thus aren't very compelling. Also we should acknowledge the option for a lot of in-between states, an absence of deeper meaning is arguably implied in some beliefs featuring multiple deities who are not noted for their wisdom or kindness, the Greek gods come to mind, those who act juvenile with no great ethics and use the mortal realm as a playground and battlefield. And of course Lovecraftian cosmic horror takes this a step further 
with gods being crazy, alien, and utterly evil. We explored the more extreme case in our episode Gods and Monsters, contemplating the universe and aliens if the cosmic horror genre has it right. But in that less extreme case, I think it's very easy to imagine aliens who came from a tradition that they were puppets of the gods in a grand game, and I would imagine that would tend to self-select on survival lines too. The beliefs which are most successful at growth themselves, or conversion or extermination of everyone else, are the ones left around after a few centuries. And using us as an example, it is hard to argue that civilizations were given to nihilism before colonizing space. And while finding out that colonizing space was nigh impossible might cause nihilism itself, if you cannot colonize space, that's its own solution to the Fermi Paradox. A convergence to nihilism might still occur but is not needed as an explanation for the Great Silence. Though we have a narrow window for it being impractical to colonize space, and folks deciding they didn't feel there was any point to transmitting hello signals to other civilizations. After all, it doesn't really take that much energy to send signals out, and you aren't afraid of being attacked by giant armadas if you're found sending out even a colony ship is impractical. There's no real motive for an attack if you cannot colonize someone's planet yourself, and are not afraid they'll impose on your territory by colonizing neighboring stars. You might not see any point to transmitting of course, but you can make good cases for and against that would imply, again by non-exclusivity, that someone would transmit. Even if it was, hello, we are lonely and depressed, anyone know the secret of life? Let's consider another scenario though. You can colonize space and you mostly do it with robots doing the work. You can make however sophisticated of a mind you want. Many of your people probably get their sense of adventure fulfilled by virtual reality, and you mostly want resources so you can expand that surface and other folks have. You do grow and in large part because you are all biologically immortal. You have cracked aging and have nanobots and mind uploads and you're probably a bit of a cyborg yourself, maybe very post-biological and mentally augmented. You are an alien not too unlike humans originally, in mind at least. You'd gladly shake our hands if you ever met us, even if you're not quite clear what a hand is, or why we seem to have tens of thousands of tiny tentacles springing up from our brain casing and many humans seem to ritualistically cut them off as they grow back. Decent chaps those humans, but quite weird. But that was long ago, you still keep that rough form, many do not, but you are 10,000 years old and your mind has been augmented to an IQ north of a thousand and subjectively sped up so that each day is a few years of experience, so you're really more like 10 million years old. You've raised a lot of kids, many virtual reality experiments for fun, some real, and it bores you now. You liked colonizing outwards, but that fringe of exploration is thousands of light years away, and even those colony groups are increasingly old on average for its members. Your civilization has explored a million worlds, every new one is just a variation of another. Even exotic virtual worlds you've made are all repeated. It's fought a billion wars, built a trillion mighty wonders and monuments, and these are all increasingly cliche and boring to you. All the science is learned. Technological improvements are rare and minor, there's no book or movie that seems anything but a weaker retelling of a classic. Life is good at a day-to-day level, there's still always stuff to do you haven't done before, but it's not really that exciting or new. 
some of your friends have intentionally erased their memories or had their recall damaged to try to enjoy new things again, others are in stasis awaiting some new development, waiting for their house AI to alert them to something new and cool, or run their life support and stasis power down to zero in a few million years if necessary. This might be an important question because while I could see that expansion edge of new colonies always having some young and new minds on it, even if they might be sophisticated AI programmed to expand the Empire, and those would presumably be who we encounter first. But there is that old, stagnant center, and that center could be us one day. Probably literally us too, radical life extension might be discovered next year or next century, or a thousand years from now, but that's nothing compared to galactic colonization timelines. Those with life extension probably rapidly come to outnumber those who don't like to use it, and it is quite possible that by the year 4000 or so, we may have hit the maximum population our solar system could support, even as a Dyson Swarm. And our colonies a thousand light years away might be birthing billions of new people every day, but back here, we only add to our number as we either lose someone to death or leaving on a ship, add to our available resource stockpile by importation or technological improvement, or decide to slice the pie thinner. This is a near-Malthusian case, and Malthusian catastrophes tend to walk closely to nihilistic contemplations too, and that could converge to a society that uses minimal resources per person, or one where when someone dies, all the resources are confiscated for everybody to share and extend their lives with. This would be a civilization of vast wealth, power, and longevity, composed of those who have been personally sitting at the center of their empire for untold centuries. One where the people are very much used to surviving and probably very good at it, those who gave up or were prone to reckless activity long since gone. One that was constantly tempted to want new experience but be disappointed at their absence or lack of great impact when experienced. One that might not feel existence had any great meaning or purpose anymore, in which even death is a minor inconvenience, and which would slowly expand outwards as areas which were settled began to age too. It is not hard to imagine ennui setting into the civilization, and while in fiction this is where they turn to crazed violent debauchery, see the Eldar, Melnibonaeans, Numenorians, and more, there is no real reason to think that they wouldn't find virtual reality and neurohacking quite sufficient to this. As starved for new experience as they might be, that does not mean they do degenerate into utter insanity. Or maybe it would, maybe they become the sort of people who would come across a new civilization and burn it to the ground just so they could snort the ashes. Maybe that wasn't something that would happen at the beginning, that nihilistic or not, they would store themselves to police and crush any group of their own that went and did that, but maybe more and more want to over time, and fewer and fewer care to try to stop them. After all, every civilization they encounter these days is like some other we discovered before, and we can always save copies of their brains and archives for future use. Once your civilization encountered a planet, and copied every alien mind there just to be safe, and a billion minds can fit on a thumb drive and require little power to run. Indeed an artificial preserve for those folks exists, and was paid for partially by folks who wanted copies of those minds for themselves, to boot up for their amusement. One of the more popular options is to boot that ward back up right before you arrived, when they didn't believe aliens existed, and surprise or invade them. 
The same person might arrive one time as a benevolent savior, and then reboot after a few years in that simulation to try a more sadistic scenario. A place like that, a universe like that, is definitely a bleak place, and the more so because it does seem reasonably plausible. Again, for my part I don't think it holds up, there's too many escape clauses. Just to give one more, a government seeing its people give in to a belief nothing mattered would presumably invest into possible treatments, that might come down to flat out brainwashing people to believe life had a purpose. Indeed it might be enthusiastic and voluntary, I could well imagine folks volunteering to be given an unavoidable but vague sense of purpose, along with having their memory of that deleted or suppressed as something they just didn't care to think about. They may or may not think it a kind and merciful act to do it to others against their will, too. They might do it either way. Those living in virtual realities might well have it as a common practice to have their minds slightly altered, so they didn't particularly care or remember the real world above and didn't get bored, maybe till a preset timer woke them from the dream world, or maybe not till the stars burned out and they ran out of fuel. Ultimately though, I personally think life has a lot of purposes, and does have inherent meaning, and I think if we ever do meet aliens or get truly intelligent and self-aware AI, many of those will feel the same, but if not, I could see myself opting for that brainwashing, and I could see those aliens and AI doing it too. So that gives us an interesting trio of questions to wrap up on. First, do you think life has purpose and meaning? Second, if it did not, do you think you might get that brainwashing yourself? And lastly, do you think you might have already done this? Today we talked about the concept of futility and giving up, and if you ever found out how much of your personal and private data is on the internet, it can be scary. I know that feeling firsthand from both my wife and I being public figures, and we've gotten hate mail or even people appearing at our doorstep or calling our phone number they put off the web, and we've all gotten calls from scam artists. You often have the right to get your data removed, but have to ask, and if you ever try to, it's pretty easy to believe it's a futile endeavor. It just isn't practical to find and ask each one, all while they use AI to fish for your details and mass post phones and addresses for millions, or even sell your social security number. But two can play that game, and that's where our sponsor, Incogni, comes in. They deploy AI to focus on finding your information online and sending automated takedown requests. All you have to do is sign up, give them permission to act on your behalf to delete data, then they go to work and your data goes away. They handle it all, but you can check about the progress and see who had your data and how detailed and risky it was considered. Incogni makes these data harvesters take your info down, and they keep doing it too, making sure that it stays down. Incogni is available risk-free for 30 days, so you can try it out and get a full refund if you aren't happy with the surface. Use code IsaacArthur at the link in the description to get an exclusive 60% off an annual Incogni plan. Go to Incogni.com slash IsaacArthur and take your data back. Next month's Sci-Fi Sunday will look at Aliens vs. AI, and which is more dangerous. We have a packed schedule between now and then, beginning with ways to warp and manipulate reality on December 14th. In two weeks we'll look at discussing silicon-based lifeforms on December 21st, followed by a bonus episode for the holidays where we'll ask if we will truly colonize space. 
Then we'll finish the month and year with Clearing Space Debris on the 28th and our final livestream Q&A on Sunday, December 31st. Make sure to hit the like, subscribe, and notification buttons to get notified about those upcoming episodes. You can also help support the show on Patreon, and if you want to donate and help in other ways, you can see those options by visiting our website, IsaacArthur.net. You can also catch all of SFIA's episodes early and ad-free on our streaming service, Nebula, along with hours of bonus content, like this month's Nebula-exclusive episode, The Hermit Shoplifter Hypothesis, at go.nebula.tv slash As always, thanks for watching, and have a great week.